happen to love you, to be blessed by you. And we thank you, Lord, for your word that gives us so much life, health, medicine, encouragement, light, faith, everything we need, Father. It's in your word. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to hear it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So we're going to talk about right versus wrong hearing. Right versus wrong hearing. It's so important that we uh, hear uh, the way God wants us to hear and interpret things the way he wants us to interpret them. Uh, There's so much in the world today that is contrary to the truth of God's word. Um, And I guess every generation says that and every generation knows that. But the spirit of the world is different from the spirit of truth. Uh, Satan being the god of this world has made up his counterfeit kingdom. That's a reverse mirror of what God has for his people and everyone. And, And he deceives many the Bible says. Many. But that doesn't mean all. And we don't have to be deceived. And if we make mistakes and and pick up the wrong idea about something, we don't have to stay that way. Uh, When Jesus found us, we were confused and uh, (laughs) goofed up and thought we were having fun when we were on the way to hell. And and nobody could have told us any different until God. Something happened where what we call uh, grace, the grace to be saved, came to us. That was an opportunity to hear correctly, perceive correctly, and make the right action toward God. And so we understand that, but then... Once you come into life with God, you have to continue down that road. You can't veer off of the road of truth and the road of of grace and and hearing the right way and receiving what God has for you and be successful. You've got to stay successful in these things. That's what God's ordained for us. I see so many leaders accomplished people going down the wrong road and it's very very troublesome you know it's very troublesome like the disciples who then Lord can be saved you know if you get nervous about it it's enough to make you nervous uh, because you see some of the great ones fall to the deception of the devil but we are not those people you got me we abide in truth and so uh, the key though is how you hear so we're going to talk about right and wrong hearing in proverbs 20 in verse 12 it says the hearing ear and the seeing eye the lord has made even both of them so god makes our ears to hear correctly in other words he makes our ears to hear him because his word is the only correct thing that you're ever going to hear and so he he makes our ears to be able to hear and receive his truth his direction his light his love his guidance all those things uh, he makes our ear to hear those in Luke 8.18 though Jesus tells us after deception comes into the world then we have to make the right choice in how we hear in Luke 8:18 8, he tells us <clears throat> in verse 16 he's giving us this parable he said no man when he has lighted a candle covers it with a vessel and puts it under a bed 
But he sets it on a candlestick. So if we are the light of the world we are set on a candlestick for all to see. You don't have to toot your own horn and you don't have to announce your coming and all that kind of stuff. You can just be what God, just do you as they say. And uh, God is has made you a light. He says for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. In other words there's no no way to hide certain things. You know if you're a light you're a light. You can't be put out by darkness. The same thing if you're darkness you can't make yourself light. You got me? Darkness is darkness and light is light. He says for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. Neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad or be be brought out into the light. Take heed therefore how you hear. Take heed how you hear. For the believer we need to hear in the light. You have to hear in the light. You are children of light. You should be receptive to light at all times and hear in the light and not in the darkness. Now what's the difference? Well you know if if I'm preaching and I'm doing this publicly and we make records of everything and we're, uh, uh, we put them on television and that kind of thing. That's staying in the light. If we were having little meetings off in a corner somewhere whispering about this that and the other that's darkness. You got me there's, there's a difference. Bless you. I'm not against anybody being discreet but there are ways to keep what you have to say in the light. Keep it above board. Keep it where God can, can evaluate it, process it and hear it etc. etc. There is a way to speak truth even in love and keep it in the light. He says... <clears throat> For he says take heed therefore how you hear. How do you hear? Do you hear by the spirit or do you hear through darkness or through the flesh? Do you hear through seductive voices? Through perverted thinking that kind of stuff. We just have to be careful how we hear. And evaluate things by the spirit of God. And he says this for whosoever has to him shall be given. So if you're, you have truth in God, for instance, you're born again and you build your life on that seed of truth that Jesus Christ has saved you from your sins and you are a righteous person now. If you continue to build on that, Jesus says whatever you have, building upon more and more light, more and more truth, more and more understanding of God's word, he says more will be given to you. But he says if you don't have that light, you don't have that foundation of truth, what you have will be taken from you, even what you do have so far. So in other words, we're in a a race to gain truth, excel in truth, expound and expand that truth, seek more truth and build upon that same foundation of God's word which is light and which is truth. And he says if you continue along he said boy you will prosper. Whatever you have more will be added to you. But if you are not careful how you hear and you start hearing things of darkness and you try to build life on darkness even what you have you will lose. 
Isn't that amazing? Just by inclining your ear the right way, you'll be able to build and build and build. But if you if you don't incline your ear the right way, then you will lose even what you have. Why is hearing important? Well, Romans ten seventeen tells us that's how you get faith. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's very important to our spiritual, mental health and physical health and growth all of that is dependent upon our hearing the word of God and our faith developing our faith and believing what you hear you know don't always have some comment or some criticism of it but hear and believe what you hear because if you if you don't continue to build on light and truth what you have will be taken away from you the word of God says Ecclesiastes 7.5 Now sometimes people feel like truth is a little hard for them. You know or truth is harsh. You know I'll hear uh, people. You know people always want to criticize prophecy. And say oh that's a hard word. Well it will be harder if you stay stupid. Huh? I mean life will be real hard. My mother used to tell us that. Hmm? Just you know, it's just harder still to stay in darkness and try to live in that darkness. That's a horrible thing. You look at people in the world today, and their problem is that they don't have advantage of having truth, enough of it, and enough understanding of what they have. Amen. So, uh, what did I say? Ecclesiastes. What am I doing in Proverbs? Somebody read that thing for me. No, I got it, I got it, I got it. Hold on. <laughs> Ecclesiastes seven five. Sorry about that. <laughs> it is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. See, wisdom, no matter how it comes to you, is better. Then somebody, it's like this, the song of fools is something that you want to hear. And if somebody just wants to give you what you want to hear all the time, that's a foolish endeavor because you'll never get truth that way. Just You'll just stay in the same place. In fact, Jesus says you'll lose even what you have if you don't submit yourself to, to wisdom. The rebuke of the wise means that probably you need correction. If that's all you want to incline your ear to is what you want to hear, then you need some correction. So it's better to get the rebuke of the wise than to hear the song of fools. Because after a while you get wise to the fact that just hearing what sounds pleasant to you and what sounds nice to you and what you choose that you want to hear is not getting you anywhere. That's how people get involved in uh, all kinds of crazy things. You know, the uh, you hear of people that get seduced over into the, the kid that grew up in church and, and winds up, you know, shooting out shooting it out with the police somewhere somehow that person has turned their ears away from hearing truth and only wants to hear what they want to hear you know it's, it's something that, that massages and and uh, strokes us and, and it's not hard for us to hear it's too easy to hear sometimes it's good oftentimes to hear things that challenge you to make some changes to make improvements we all want to make improvements in fact the self-improvement business is going through the roof now and most of these people don't even know how to govern their own lives you know they get divorced just like 
ordinary people do. They go bankrupt like ordinary people do. So they have really nothing to recommend them except that they've told you that they got some tapes that will tell you how to live your life. Huh? Anybody can make tapes and say they've gotten it all together. I was uh, reading the, this, uh, you know, Tony Robbins thing and all these self-improvement gurus, and and many of them list as the person that mentored them uh, this one particular person. And I looked him up, and this man was a Christian. And so what they did was because he lived the truth of God's word he was able to give them truth but then they take it and twist it and make it what they want it to be and they get tons of people (laughs) you know they get a lot more than the guy that started it do because as you twist it water it down and make it more acceptable to the world you'll get more people to listen to it you understand what I'm saying so we have to be careful how we hear and understand that the world has its way of of uh, getting its crowd together and telling its crowd how to go to hell faster is usually what it is. And so we, we have to be able to discern and to know. And the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to do those things. And there's a way to stay in the place of hearing correctly and not get seduced away so that you're hearing the wrong things. In John 8, Jesus rebuke those who refused his word he's always preaching to the the pro and the con group there are always people that followed him and were hungry for truth but then there were always people who were there to trip him up or judge and see if he was telling the truth or not see if they could throw him off a cliff anything <laughs> he says why do you not understand my speech he says because you cannot hear my word so hearing is the first line of understanding you've got to let the words sink in first before you can get understanding of it you know some people like to hang the word out there on a on a shelf somewhere and understand it from afar you've got to accept it first you've got to hear it first you have to humble yourself and open yourself up to hearing before you can judge adequately if it's a word that's for you and will work for you so he rebuked those who refused <clears throat> to hear his word and refused to understand it because they didn't hear it there is a a uh, warning to us as believers that as wonderful sometimes as we start out in the word we don't always have to end up that way so we have to live a life of discipline and a life of uh, evaluating things from a godly perspective and a life of humility to God in order to be successful in this walk in 2nd Timothy 4 you know you can never go off your guard you you can't get excited about everything else everybody else is excited about even when they're Christians because you'll get down a wrong road somewhere and you know look at all the people that that went to the largest church in their city and and somehow the pastor fell off and now they're confused and don't know what he taught what did he teach us and was any of it right and you know the closer sometimes people are to failure or disappointment the the more disappointed they are you know some people go years uh, wandering around uh, aimlessly because of failure of leadership that they've sat under and so you know you have to understand that it's a, a, a big detriment uh, to people when leadership doesn't stay faithful that's why it's a good thing when when leaders take on responsibility that they uh, have a plan in God you know it's just 
know how to stay there you know stay in that place where you've always been and discipline yourself uh, in staying in that close relationship with God but in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 3 it says for the time will come telling Timothy to keep preaching the word in fact there's never a time when you don't need to come to church there's never a time when you don't need to hear the word there's never a time we're never going to have a time where we don't need to gather together as believers on a consistent basis because the devil is so quick to get an advantage over people if he can and he says to preach the word be instant in season out of season rebuke reprove exhort with all long suffering and and doctrine in other words it sounds like he's telling him you're going to have to withstand some pressures not to do these things I was uh, looking at the um, a little bit of the news this morning and the um, gentleman who is the pastor of the Episcopal Church where all the presidents go uh, he's married some homosexual people you see in in a Christian church, and usually people wouldn't have the nerve to try and manipulate ministers, but see they've lost respect, and the world has lost respect for ministers because they can pick a few out that are willing to compromise on the truth. See, poor Billy Graham is still holding on, and at ninety five he'll be, and he they say he prays all the time now. You know, just so devoted and not wanting to give up on um, seeing um, this country and the world turn to Christ. It's got to be appalling for him to see what he sees now. Brother Summerall was the same way before he went home to be with the Lord. He was appalled at what he saw. Um, But he, he said that God had showed him in visions and dreams that it's going to get worse. The things that we do openly and blatantly that are sin will get worse and worse. Because there's so much exposure to things that we've never been exposed to before. The enemy has control to a great degree of the airwaves and uh, internet and all that uh, different stuff. And you know right now there's a joke about... um, uh, <laughs> the, with every everything you see on the internet is true. Isn't that commercial? The, you've seen the commercial. The guy he's doing all this on the internet, and this girl comes up and says, "Yeah, they can't put anything on the internet. It's not true." And he said, "Where'd you learn that?" He said, "The internet." And she said, "Oh, here's my date now. I met him on the internet. And he's a French model." Well, you got to see the commercial because you can't tell it. You'd have to see it. You can't tell it the way it is, but <laughs> but we're getting there, folks. Where every even in the face of evidence to the contrary, we believe what we've been told because we like believing, we like hearing it, and we put our faith and confidence in it because we like it. And so Paul told Timothy, he said, "For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine." 
He said, so preach it, drive it into them, get it into them while you have their ears and while you have a chance to drive it into people. He said, because they won't won't endure it all the time. But after their own lusts, this is something that creeps up in the hearts of people. They have to gather them to themselves. Teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. And so many of the things that we've called doctrine in the church has been turned to fables. You know, the this money thing that people was so caught up in, you know, and still are caught up in to a large degree. Uh, it's nothing but a fable because, you know, it, it negates personal responsibility in a lot of ways. Uh, all you got to do is bring a tenth to the church. You know, to the man of God or whatever. And and God will make you rich. You can get as rich as you want to be just by giving. See? And then personal responsibility like, uh, do you have a job? Uh, what do they pay? Are you planning to get a job that pays more? You know, what realistic things uh, to meet those requirements are you doing so that this can be a real expectation for you? So in, in many ways it's turned to a fable for people. And then what's the response of people when they've been disappointed? See, when they've been told all of this and they've spent money building uh, these works and supported these men of God. And now the building's emptying out because of the failure of the leader. And, and you know all your money that you put into that. Some people have put tens of thousands. Some people have put millions. Some people have, have uh, gone around and raised money for these projects and so forth. All of this stuff seems to be crumbling away as if it was a fable. And, and, and it was. And to a large degree it was just some fabulous thing that was thought up by a person uh, to get more people uh, behind them and so these these things are, are it's important for us to realize to hear correctly to hear pro- uh, uh, properly now that is not to say everybody who's raising money is wrong don't don't take that away the wrong way either but there is a way to decide truth how you should get involved with it uh, whether it's for you to get involved in or or you know this this is not your your place to to get involved in that you you have to be careful how you hear uh, because if you are not uh, in the place where the holy spirit can help you uh, with your hearing you don't know everything and you don't judge everything correctly you need that inner witness uh, to judge and discern I remember when I was a fairly new Christian and uh, I had in, in my heart to do some things for God. I wanted to do some uh, um, greeting cards and things of that nature. It seemed that I always liked to write and all that kind of stuff. And that was the first thing that came to me. Well, there was uh, two ladies. One was an artist and the other one wrote poetry. And I thought, well, you know, we were in the same Bible study together. And I thought, oh, this is God. Biggest mistake in my life to get involved with them two queens. I'll tell you <laughs> because we were all immature we're all too immature to try and do the thing that that I thought was to do but it looked in the natural that God had put all that together and so we have to be careful how we perceive things just because it lines up in the natural to what you think your vision is does not mean that it's God and that it might be God and it may not be time 
if it is God and if it is time he will speak that to each individual and it will there will be peace and there will be harmony and it will work and so you have to be willing to let things go once you find out that they don't line up with God's word or his will for your life so we must be dedicated to choose and receive the word of God in wisdom this is a dedication so your ears have to be dedicated to truth you can't want to hear whisperings and gossip and you can't incline your ear to that and still be open to perceive truth because those things cloud your hearing they cloud your thinking they keep you under the radar so to speak kind of on the ground picking up information rather than in the sky where you know looking up to the hills that's where God is he's up he's not down and so you don't have to be in the back room buzz buzz whispering you know, keeping it under breath and all that kind of stuff I mean there's a place for discretion but then there's a place where there's a spirit that wants to keep you listening on the wrong level you know and hearing these things uh, sometimes if you're working uh, you might go in the coffee room and everybody gets quiet when you come in you know and you can that spirit grabs you you can discern that there's something being said there that's not truth that might be fact but it ain't truth it's not God's word doesn't line up with God's word and when you're a Christian you don't have to you don't have to receive gossip you can hear bad news and then take it before the throne that's what we're here for you're, you're here to pray about these things not to pass them on as, as something that's just there you know uh, and, and right hearing will cause you to elevate that thing up to the place where it can be dealt with in God that's why people in the workplace don't like to see Christians coming that means the fun's over it does the party's over they see you coming and they oh boy here she comes she can tell us not to say this and you know all that you're right I'm the sheriff in these parts is the who is it we I finally figured out who that cartoon character was see I forgot him already who was it I'll do the thinning around here. Quick draw McGraw. Yeah, he said, I'll do the thinning around here. (laughs) He was the sheriff, you know. So you're the sheriff in these parts. And it is your business. Because it's God's business to help people and to bring a, an end to darkness and and dark the dark deeds of the devil. If if they're never dealt with in the light of God, are they ever going to change? And see if they don't change, that's just fine with the sinner because he likes having something to talk about. So if things get better, that's when they're upset because they don't have anybody to to put down and talk about. And so we have to understand that as children of light, we can hear things that aren't correct and bring them up to the light and examine them in light of God's word and evaluate what would God have me do about this he what would he have me do he'd have you intercede about it he'd have you bring it to him that's what we're here for we are what Jesus would be if he were here in the world he put a stop to the devil's madness amen and and root out these works of darkness so they're they're not perpetuated down here you know I've I've had people tell me from time to time that's not my business I said it's God's business you can't tell me it's not God's business everything that goes down on down here is God's business well yeah it's God's business but well but nothing I'm his representative hello 
Mm-hmm. You, know, you know you can like it or don't like it but it's the truth. If you expect to receive from God you've got to to process these things the right way you know we're we're a big sorting bin for the world's troubles sometimes christian has to sort out and decide what would god have me to do about this i'm not just going to sit here and watch this happen and do nothing you know i used to go to prayer meetings before we started this ministry where they just talk about there was nothing more than a gossip session you know talk about what was in the news and oh that's so terrible and then give me another cup of coffee and give me another donut and you know give me and it just was a, a fest of, of problems, you know, where, where and, and then I got in a good Bible study where we brought those things to God all the time. And it always amazed me at how some people can complain about something for years and you take it to a different group of individuals and it's taken care of in a week. You come back the next week, somebody has a praise report about the same thing that was so devastating. See, it just just depends on how you hear. What do you do with it when you hear? Do you pick it up as a choice morsel to take to the next person and mess their mind up with it? Or do you hear it in light of what God says about it and bring it before the throne and ask God to deal with it so it's it lines up with his will? So that's how you hear. You hear right or you hear wrong. So we're going to talk about right hearing first. So that you can understand how God wants us to hear and what he wants us to do when we do hear. The Bible says God resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. So God must grace us to hear correctly. Other than that, you're just, you know, just as dumb as you were when you first came in the kingdom. You know, you just run from one little titillating conversation to the next. So the Holy Spirit assists us in hearing the word when we humble our hearts to God and his ways. You just don't have any agenda, no ideas of your own. You're not in it to, to get something out of it and you don't want to add to it. But you just want to hear as God would have you hear. What is he saying to you? Is he speaking to you in this? So we humble our hearts to God's word and his ways. And then we must hear accurately and rightly divide the word of truth. If you don't understand something in the word or understand something that you hear or know what to do with it you have to put it before God so that he can bring the answer to you he will tell you what to do about a situation he will tell you uh, what what is really going on in a situation I was uh, speaking with somebody recently and I could tell by the way they were talking they didn't want they didn't want help you know what I'm saying they didn't want any help but they were giving this story and giving this explanation of what they were going to do etc etc and so I just sized it up real quickly you know well they don't they don't want anything they're not going to follow through on any of this stuff so I you know to me it was a done deal but you know there's sometimes other people feel like you know well I want to get involved and I want to help and all that and you have to have good discipline to just stay out of it and let that person understand and so forth and so on that kind of stuff happens all the time where you can discern very quickly uh, 
because I didn't have anything invested in it. You know, it was this person's decision as far as I was concerned, and that was the end of it. But sometimes, if you have something invested in people, you want to see that investment come to pass so that's normal as well and so but you have to allow that person to hear and hear accurately so that they can size it up and make up their minds about it so we have some people who can hear quickly we have some people who are more invested and they don't hear as quickly God will help both you got me he will reveal the truth to both sometimes it's a person who hears quickly and sometimes if you're you can kind of pull yourself out of it a little bit. You can hear a little bit better. And you can intercede so that that truth will be known to that individual and they won't be deceived. So there's a place for that. For that person that can, can kind of size things up pretty quickly. If you will intercede and make sure that that truth is perceived by everyone and that people are not deceived by it. That's what we do now when we pray. We get together and pray on Saturdays. We're really interceding for people to be enlightened. The eyes of their understanding to, to come open so they can see accurately what's going on. You know, The reason people are involved in a lot of the deception that's out in the world is because they don't understand the truth. They don't have as much access to truth as we do so our job is not to sit on the sidelines and judge how deceived and oh oh it's terrible the way the world is you know you don't do that that's a judgment thing and we don't get involved in that but we we intercede so that people can be enlightened come to the truth get to know what God's saying what the truth is and and come to the the light of the gospel of truth give their hearts to God because now they want truth and want to build on that so we must hear accurately to rightly divide the word of truth and that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He gives us a confirmation in the mouths of two or three witnesses. Remember that? A lot of people don't wait for that anymore. They just kind of ride a wave of what they want to hear and, and don't really allow that witness to come in there uh, to really give them an accurate judge. Uh, it's still valid. It never changes. And so when when God wants to establish a truth, he will let two or three people know the truth. I remember when I was beginning in ministry and I would preach sermons and, and I wanted to make sure I had the right sermon at the right time for the right group and the right topic and everything. And, and it would never fail when I was seeking God for a confirmation. I would, if I turn on the TV and there was a preacher on there, they'd give the same scripture or something like that. And that always gave me a sense of peace. And then God began to teach me how to let the confirmation of the word with signs following be the second witness. You got me? And so there are ways to, I guess you could say, mature into a better way of getting confirmed or uh, um, get it confirmed in a way that you uh, can can flow better with the anointing of God and, and the ministry of God that he's given you. And so from that I was able to uh, get a, a confirmation in a different sense, in a different way. But it was always two or three witnesses. And sometimes that will happen uh, even now. I'll, if I get into a conversation with another minister or sometimes other believers, God will start to speak on the, that vein and, and begin to reassure me that kind of thing uh, that, that it is. But the strongest confirming is God confirming his word that you speak 
speak with signs following. If you're going to pray for the sick, somebody better get healed at some point or you just stop. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Cut that nonsense out. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. If, if they don't get healed the first time, you go back get more word inside of you. You don't quit, you know, uh, trying to, to do it. But, you know, something's wrong if nobody ever gets healed and you... 15 years down the road doing this where you'll first find your your confirmation generally is in the realm of intercession so we get our confidence really when we start interceding for the sick say for instance there's somebody that uh, you know and and uncle had a stroke and and you you know he's on life support and they don't know if he'll ever get off and you start praying for uncle with your prayer partner on Saturdays and how we pray and and you start to see improvement oh he's off life support oh the doctors say they don't understand he's had a miracle and so you get confidence in your faith that way it starts that way if you never intercede for anybody the chances are very slim you got me that that will develop into an upfront ministry and that, that's something I've preached for years now uh, that people kind of don't like paying the price in the secret place everybody wants to be up front because they think that's more important somehow uh, sometimes you can get more done between you and, and the Holy Spirit just moving on your words sometimes than you can you know uh, out front you know that's something you have to really be called to uh, and, and a lot of people don't want that they want you to pray for them uh, and just intercede for them you know and just because they won't let you touch them it doesn't mean they don't want to be healed you know you don't get offended because if somebody said well do you mind if I pray for you go to reach for them they said no just pray for me he'll just pray for them you know that's where their faith is and so we don't violate people's faith and their will you know you just go hey you're just a servant here you're not trying to be anybody you're working for the master and so this is is what we do when we humble ourselves uh, to the Lord and and so but the strongest uh, confirmation or witness is that confirmation where the sign follows that's when you know God's there folks It, it did that word produce itself that word that you spoke did it manifest what you said if you said uh, he's healed did that healing occur if you say he's free did he get free if you say he's had a changed life because of Christ is that life really changed and so those things are are um, very good to look at to confirm that you have heard correctly and you believed correctly and you've acted on it so those really are the basic three steps in in uh, rightly dividing the word and hearing correctly and getting the right response out of God's word you first have to believe it you you have to once that word is heard you have to mix your faith with it and believe that word it, it's it's you know sometimes you can get into this fight with yourself about oh, I don't have to hear that or you know that's not right or you know sometimes people get that thing on a religious thing where they want to judge and criticize more than they want to humble themselves and hear um, I think when you're in assembly if God sent you uh, to a church or an assembly he sent you there to humble yourself and hear and learn he didn't send you there to judge and criticize and correct everything if that 
that's what you want to do, go get your own church, you know, or whatever. And, you know, I, I would say you're a poor minister if all you want to do is judge, criticize, and correct. You're going to have some beat up sheep that, you know, just <laughs> be very skinny because you're not giving them much to eat. <laughs> you know, I mean, sheep like to be fed where they're comfortable, don't you? You want to relax and, you know, get another plate and. Loosen the belt. <laughs> so that you can, I mean, that's that's God. That's how he leads you. Doesn't he? He says, if, if he's your shepherd and you shall not lack, he leads you beside still waters. You don't have to distrust anybody that he tells you to go listen to their preaching. Good gravy. What kind of place do we live in here? You can relax and understand that that word is for you. Amen. He sent you there. That word is for you. Every single time it's for you. <laughs> I remember somebody. When I was a younger Christian. I don't know why I'm reflecting on a lot of this lately. But um, I can remember there was a um, uh, a woman in the ministry with us. She started out. We were in the same church first. And she would always come to our meetings. So she really loved prayer. And we would call her Ming the Merciless. <laughs> Because she was that sister, when she got finished slapping you with the word, you were straight, you were sober, you got you did the right thing, and you went on. But, um, you know, people would feel like the preaching was for everybody but them. You know, when you're young in the Lord, you feel conspicuous. And so that wasn't for me, that was it for push each other and all that kind of stuff. And I remember uh, one time the uh, pastor had asked a group of women, she was one of them myself as well, to just teach some workshops for the women. And and uh, they loved her teaching because she would just sit and talk like she was a friend even though, you know, she was really it was really easy to receive what she said. And, and so uh, she said, um, she said, you know, I was coming out of service. She was talking about how important it was uh, to be in service and receive the word, you know, and how that was a lifeline to you. And she said, you know, I was coming out of service one time and one girl asked me, she said, well, was he preaching to you? And he says, so she said, honey, he's preaching to me every time he opens his mouth. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to get my, you know, and so she, she always took a more wise view of things, you know, and, and she was a person that would meditate and understand what God was doing in her life uh, to a great degree and so we have to understand that when we have a hearing ear we humble ourselves like that and have a hearing ear and believe that every word is for us you know you don't have to shut down and protect yourself somehow from God and from his word and so we first you must mix it with your faith so humble yourself to the Lord know that he has a word for you because you need his word to live see we need this on a continual basis to live listen to the preach word is easy because during the week you've got to find it for yourself you got me and so in, in then after you believe Leave the word, mixed it with your faith, you receive it into your heart, let it settle in. Because there are times when your mind will fight it. And your heart will want to fight it. You know, so boy, here we go again. Something else I gotta change or something else I gotta do. And then the after it's in your heart, it gets grafted in, becomes a part of you, then you act on it. And that's what puts your faith in motion. That acting on what you believe, on what's grafted in your heart, that's where the results will come from. 
Now I've always cautioned people about keeping the word on as background noise and not giving your attention to the word. So you have to give it your full attention. Just as you would God if he were standing there talking to you. You wouldn't be watching TV and say now God wait a minute. Uh, Let me look at this a little bit more. See that's what we do when we divide our attention when the words driving it's just background noise trust me because sometimes as much as we keep it on you'd be walking across you take instead of going across the bridge you get out your car and walk the water to get where you're going for as much time sometimes as it's on not as much as we're receiving it and so we have to give God our full attention full attention not just background noise and so if we'll do that we'll understand we'll receive you can tell the way you receive other things that are just on you know and you're not giving it your full attention and let it, a lot of times I'll have the television on Rachel likes to watch it and and she'll you know have things on and of course they play over and over and over again you know and I'm sitting at the desk and I'm doing other things and and sometimes I'll look up and I said oh that's who that is on there you know and y'all pay attention to it and finally get it because you've heard bits pieces snippets and don't let the word be that don't let the word be your bit piece and snippet let the word give it your full attention shock you the difference it'll make when you submerge yourself in the in the word of God you know many people have been healed with just three days in the word or two days or sometimes a few minutes of giving it their full attention so it doesn't take long to get something from God look at what the early church did and when they were exposed to the word and they didn't have what we have they didn't have tapes cds mp3s internet the internet (laughs) you know they didn't have any of that stuff and so we have to uh, allow ourselves to be corrected by the word we have to allow ourselves to be strengthened by it but we also have to allow ourselves to give it our attention attend to the word so that was right hearing so in Isaiah 55 11 the Bible says that the word will not return to us void it will accomplish what it what it says it's going to accomplish we need to know that there is no private interpretation of scripture or special revelation for a chosen few so it's not if you think you got something out of scripture and nobody else can witness to it you need to correct yourself or you wreck yourself because it will be a a trouble to you because you're not humbling yourself to God so that you can hear accurately and know what he is speaking to you and accept it we need to learn how to accept correction sometimes you might have a season where it seems like all you're doing is getting slapped upside the head well there's sometimes seasons like that because there are times when God's dealing with you and and certain things certain aspects in your thinking so many things that God is eliminating from our 
our life and our being that we're not even consciously aware of sometimes until he starts revealing him coming up a little bit to the surface and say oh boy here that is let me get rid of that but you know that needs to be dealt with properly by the word of God oftentimes when God's ready to promote us there will be a time of cleansing first you know of, of working some things out of us to make room for what he's putting in us you know he he w- doesn't like a crowded um, busy little living room you know what I'm saying it's got junk over here leftovers from last night now he likes to prepare the way so that he can come in and purify your heart and pay full attention so that he can deposit what he wants to put in there sometimes he has to remove some things that he's given us that's hard you know or change the relationship uh, how we relate to to different people or circumstances etc etc and so we we have to be able to live with those things and, and allow God to do that but the word will not come back void if it's rightly divided you humble your heart you receive that word it gets grafted in you firmly believe it that word will produce what it says because it's that way it is free and it is pure to go and work in this earth and it must work through the believer's faith so that we can can see that accomplished so it will not return void it accomplishes what we uh what it sets out to accomplish and accomplishes what we say so your bible says you can have what you say if you continue to hold on to the word of god now wrong hearing occurs uh, oftentimes as a result of the spirit that's loose in the world will twist the way we hear things twist what we hear and this is why many of your unsaved friends are yet unsaved it's good news but they don't perceive it as good they perceive it as something else oftentimes people when they first hear the gospel they're afraid they won't be able to do certain things anymore and it's hard to explain to them they won't be able to because they won't want to (laughs) you know you'll be a changed person if this won't hurt you the the way God works it trust me it might hurt for a little bit but you get over it very quickly because you're looking ahead to something better and this is the way to something better and so many times the world will twist and pervert the word of God and how it's heard for instance now uh, the gospel is referred to to as hate speech in many places did you know that and there are movements on so that we won't be able to talk about sin in the church anymore and many times the church helps this you understand what I'm saying we do we help it because we get permissive and we don't understand that we're being seduced by the world just like the world is being seduced by the world one of the things that that uh, we've done is we relied heavily on a handful of uh evangelists or or professional I would say full time professional ministers to win the lost instead of teaching one on one evangelism in the churches so that believers can do the work of the ministry see we've crippled believers and shackled believers and and really the the real salvation that occurs occurs through the anointing of people who are are professional and just live with that 
that anointing all the time and are faithful to it. See, they don't pervert it or twist it. And so we've we've kind of agreed with the world in so many different ways that we don't want to do that. We we have what they call seeker friendly services uh, where people it's come in unsaved and they leave out unsaved because the gospels never preached. And we're you know there there was a uh, time when. Uh, we would have big stadiums. Uh, I remember the, remember the Promise Keepers movement, and you can tell the ones that are are God guided because they tend to either remain the same, increase, or there's there's fruit there. There's a profitability there where you can see that God is is in it and He's in it in the full. And but some some of these movements have suffered from um, leadership problems and problems of carrying out the total vision uh, that God had and uh, the gentleman that began promise keepers was a coach where was he in Denver somewhere at one of the colleges he was a college coach and he was always challenged by traditional church leadership as to whether or not he was the one for that ministry and he would resign and then come back and it just was kind of not it was unfortunate what happened there because there was a real move of God to bring men to repentance and to cause them to make commitments to Christ I remember they were saying that um, uh, this was before cell phones were really popular this was still in the 90's and uh, they were limiting their meetings to a few stadiums they started out in a stadium in Colorado because that's where where he was and uh, he would get up there and he would preach in, in an uncompromising word of God and he would tell men to repent of their sins and, and to be family men and get serious about respect your wife or respect your family and, and hold those people up in high esteem because God had given you that family to care for and and there was such a move of repentance there and he would say and, and those of you who are, are uh, uh, you know if you've got a girlfriend you need to break it off and then half the people in the stadium would leave and they wonder where they went where they're waiting at the phone booth to call the girlfriend to tell her it's over that's how powerful it was so you see how the devil likes to get in stuff like that and because he couldn't say he was a pastor you know prophets sometimes don't know they just preach you understand what I'm saying but if you, you're anointed and you got a message you wanted M5 you know you're pulling them kind of people in come on now and he couldn't withstand the pressure from pastors who wanted to be in charge of that see this is where light fights light and where you got to be wise you got to stand your ground and you got to say okay that's fine but God's told me to do this and as long as there are men out there in sin I got a job you understand we keep doing your job and so sometimes these things can flounder because of that and so movements like that get killed and then they get replaced with large large scale meetings uh, that are a lot music where there's no real altar call there's you know it's you just standing there swaying to the music and, and nobody tells you you like that because that's God and you need God take him home with you this time instead of just coming and swaying to the music and so we, we do things sometimes in the church 
because we want to be a part of something large and we want to be a part of something we feel is important and we feel this is the way to do it and make it grow and make it grow fast but look at the souls are they really converted did they really receive Christ or do we not know yet and so that there there has to be a knowing there uh, that we know I was looking at John Osteen's ministry and, and I can tell you one thing everybody in that church when he was a pastor was saved man <laughs> you understand what I'm saying and so they, they came because he was an evangelist and he was a, a great soul winner and he stuck strongly with the word when he had them lift that bible and say this is my bible I will be I will it's going to change me I'll never be the same never 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 you got me and then he meant that because he knew the power of the word to change you if you would receive that word and and believe it and build your life around it he he was an example of that and so we have to realize that these things don't change these are truths that don't change and so uh, when you hear the word it has to be through the light of the Holy Spirit the hearing of the Holy Spirit so that you can hear it correctly interpret it correctly and understand it and it will produce fruit for you so wrong hearing comes when the spirit of the world seduces us to hear it correctly no, just like it said in Second Timothy, that people don't endure sound doctrine. They want to hear it. They want to go here where you say homosexuality is okay and God understands and and we can get married and all this kind of stuff. You know, that's what they want to hear. And so the ones who are hearing that, then there are other ones who are hearing things they want to hear too, because the devil, you know, he'll give everybody something wrong to believe in. God referred to Israel as stiff-necked and proud. And so if you don't humble yourself to God, you will not receive the grace to hear correctly. You just want to be right. And somehow the Bible is you know, like a textbook. And you just want to have some facts in your brain. You don't see it as Jesus' broken body that's being fed to you. You know, those kinds of concepts don't don't come to the proud. Proud people also refuse to hear the word or mix it with faith. Just want to hear what they want to hear. Sometimes you come to church and, and you know, you think you, you've heard a great message someplace else and because the pastor doesn't teach it, you think that's wrong. You understand what I'm saying? You you heard it already someplace else. So the pastor has to come and, and either correct that that you didn't hear correctly or give you what you need to hear for it, from it from what God tells them the congregation needs to hear. You, you understand me? So there's room for you to grow and to understand that sometimes you don't hear everything correctly. It needs to be reduced to a point where you can digest it properly so that you can incorporate it into your life for what you need, for what you're facing every day. See, we still come back to the same thing about hearing it properly so you can incorporate it into your life and you can live. You got me? It has to be applied correctly so that you can incorporate it into what you have. So the word of God sometimes would be hard to hear. But you have to remember what David said. And he said it under the Old Testament. He said, Lord, I love your law. It's my meditation day and night. 
And David wasn't capable of doing the word 100%. You know the Old Testament uh, uh, understanding of the word was I wish I could do all of that stuff. And the New Testament I can do it. Because Christ strengthens me to be able to do these things. And so we have a different um, way of carrying out the word. It's much better than what they had under the Old Covenant. We have a better covenant made by better promises because Jesus is in us to help us to carry them out. So the weight of responsibility and the weight of of the uh, uh, carrying out the word has been lifted from us through the new birth. And all we have to do is let the Christ in us be fed what he needs our spirit man has to be fed what he needs to live off just let him eat and let him live and let him walk out the word of God through you and you get all the benefit from it so that's how the work's been done you got me that's how it's been done there's no labor and toil uh, to get the word in you and it's all this hard stuff to do Uh, what could be easier than to incline your ear to his sayings and grab them when they would depart from your heart. You pull it back in there. Nope devil you ain't getting this. I'm holding on to it. How many times have God's told you he's going to bless you with something. And you know you believe it and believe it. And then time goes by. And the enemy starts bugging. Well how would he get involved in your stuff? There he is back in your mix again. Telling you, you it's taking too long. Oh you must have done something wrong. No you know what devil. I did something right. And I'm going to do something else right too. Tell you to get lost. Today. Right now. And leave me alone. It's never that you don't do enough. (laughs) You know. I mean come on now. How much more can you do? If you think you can do more go do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've done that. Sometimes you just need to do a little bit more. You got me? Just keep doing what you're doing. So that the, the blessing can come to you. Don't ever stop obeying God's word. Because that's what keeps you going that's what keeps you in the favor of God that's what keeps you in the blessing of God but Jesus enables you to do the word and do all of the word that God has put under your your um, your charge to do so the Old Testament reaction to God's word is I can't do it so if that's what you feel you need to flip that over and embrace the word and say I can do this through Christ you know God you're going to have to help me but I know that this is something I can accomplish because you have given me the ability to do it amen he strengthens you to do the will of God he doesn't strengthen you to do anything else the law revealed God's will his character And it also expressed his love for mankind that he was willing to share his heart and his mind with us. Can you imagine that? God willing to share his thoughts, his heart and his mind even to a people that he knew wouldn't receive it. He knew that that they didn't have the ability to carry it out. 
not until Christ would come but that he just wanted to open himself up to somebody he just wanted to share who he was with humanity and I think that's that's marvelous the Bible says there was glory even under that old covenant you know because God was revealing himself to mankind even though there was that veil there and there was that separation always couldn't quite draw him near and embrace him the way you wanted to but you knew he loved you and you know he wanted to be that person for you and the time would come when that would be possible so that time is here see today is the day of salvation now is that appointed time where we can draw nigh to him and he'll draw nigh to us he'll embrace us as a father and a brother and a friend all of those things he can be anything he you want us there should never be any disappointment folks for us as believers there's a way to get that reality of God into you no matter what situation you're in you know he he just is there for you he'll be anything and everything in fact I think sometimes we expect too much from people and not enough from God because he he he'll be there we're looking at the wrong thing for the right response we're looking at the wrong source for the right thing if you look at the right source for the right thing you won't be disappointed and so God will you know I know God's used people to bless me but I don't depend on people as my source ever you know I don't depend on man as my source I love people I'm blessed by people I want to do things with people but it's good to keep it in the right perspective because you'll get disappointed you know you'll just you know God when God's jealous he won't let anybody ever ever have his spot in your life he see you moving people in too fast he'll let you see the downside of that very very quickly and so and it's a blessing because he's shown you put you right back on the right path again uh, so that everything will work right with you so it's good that God's revealed himself in the way that he has over his dealings the years of his dealings with man he's done it the way he desired desired to do it so that we could have in this dispensation full disclosure uh, of our relationship with God and our place in his in his heart so if we don't humble ourselves though we will stiffen ourselves against the truth know how you get around some people and you just tense up and we can get that way about God's word pride then and that stiffening opens us up to a host of spiritual forces then that will pervert the way we hear the word and pervert the way we hear it it will pervert the way we hear the preached word and it perverts the way we hear the words of others in our midst you know where they be ministers husbands wives whoever uh, these spiritual forces tend to pervert the way that we hear things for example the voice of authority is one that's perverted quite a bit because I, I believe that's the major problem in the church that we don't like people who are adamant and not we can't manipulate or get them to change what they believe because so much progress that the enemy has made against truth 
has been against this rock solid adamance that the church has always been and so many times the enemy will send a voice uh, to to make that sound like it's not for us or make it make it hard for us to entreat that and embrace it as something that that we need and something that we want in our lives so the voice of authority if, if this perverted spirit is able to pervert your hearing authority will sound like anything but a help to you you got me uh, sometimes it'll sound like condemnation to people they think people who are over them are putting them down you know it's, yeah, they don't like me and or it'll sound like criticism uh, and this is a perversion of your hearing folks this isn't that's not right you understand what I'm saying uh, it's because if you hear something you have to still discern if there's truth in there you're not this isn't personal all the time that's the other thing about it perverted hearing always somehow is it's personal there's too much of you invested in what you hear there's too much that's why God designed forgiveness repentance and reconciliation because he knows what we're up against in this world and that the enemy is here to twist everything that we hear so that it's the truth is not received and success is not accomplished in people. Amen. See if everybody that you hear that tells you with a, a firm voice what to do say you go to a job and your boss gives you instructions and tells you what to do and what time to get it done and how to do it and all this kind of stuff and all you're hearing is he doesn't like me I isn't well he sounds so mean and that yeah, yeah. that's a spirit folks that ain't right that's not God God will have you humble yourself to that person go in there with a notepad in your hand if you don't have anything else and write as fast as you can so you don't forget anything so he lets you know it's about the job and it's not about you but so often that twisted thinking we can't get past somebody's what we call attitude tone range sound whatever it is we don't go past that we we write them off as not relevant because we don't hear it correctly we've got too much of us invested in everything that we hear that's why many times people just quit a job and walk off and keep going because they're looking for a particular sound coming from people and see the enemy will get you into a place where it sounds like what you like but you may not be able to pay your bills with whatever you may not be able to keep that job because they'll be too quick to get rid of you and pass you over for somebody else you got me not all things that you hear the way you like to hear them are good for you to hear and I'm telling you this because this stuff gets in the church like crazy and people start lapping up what they like only and they don't keep themselves humble to God's word so that they can hear correctly things that they need to incorporate into their lives for success people have all kinds of opportunities sitting out there but because something about that rubs them the wrong way and they never investigate if it's them 
you know rub me the wrong way how much you pay in an hour huh this is the way I mean this is the way the old people did it you know this is what the immigrant did this is everybody that came on a boat or came up on a train or in the back of somebody's automobile this is how they functioned they just wanted the opportunity and they kept the focus on the right thing because then they were able to see hey I'm here for a job I don't care anything about what's being said now it's being said it's funny I was watching that the uh, 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 oh I watched Scared Straight but now we done gone beyond Scared Straight we are beyond we are step beyond and it's amazing that uh, and there was a guy that they interviewed and he was a prisoner but he was serving a life sentence and he explained he said see all of these people coming in here are children he said they're in grown up bodies but they're still children he said because they have never learned that when people tell them to do something it's for their own good you got me he summed it up just like that just that easily and just that quickly and he said he said I, it took me I don't know how many years he'd been there to learn that he said but when it finally sunk in it was too late for me to get out he said now my behavior is good my record is good but when I come up to the parole board I've had so many infractions they're not going to let me out of here he said so when they come in young I tell them what I learned and all that all he learned was when somebody tells you to do something go do it that was the first thing Mary told the servants at the wedding at Cana whatever he tells you to do do it that is so basic to success in God is so basic to success in anything that it's amazing how we miss it but we do and it's because our ears our hearing is perverted and if your hearing is wrong you'll size up everything in relationship to you and not what you're doing in a situation not the function of the situation married people if you don't get out of that me thing in your relationship with your spouse every decision that's made you weigh it in terms of what is it going to do to me <laughs> is it going to upset my things or take that time and all this kind of uh, and so we have to understand that there's a place where the Holy Spirit will have you take you out of it so that you can evaluate it totally based on truth and based on his word but the enemy will be there to pervert and twist everything that you hear so that you won't get what God wants you to get out of it you'll be yet learning yet learning and I think this is key and it's essential you know I've seen uh preaching sometimes where the minister will get on a certain he'll be preaching the word first and and then he'll hit a wall where he's not getting any reaction from people and you'll see him flip over to that familiar theme that that always gets him out of the seats always gets all the amens always gets all the hmm? because people live off of them reaction just because people say amen it doesn't mean that they're receiving that truth it just you know what I'm saying I mean it sometimes you have to be be you know sold on your own message first and just give the message and let let it settle what it wants to settle as a lot of your preaching is to the atmosphere in some situations anyway you know it just people just don't want to hear oh I was I was wanting to hear something about how my paycheck is going to increase this week you know and they don't want to hear that stuff 
Billy Graham, I used to sometimes I'd think to myself, I said, man, he's preaching. I said, not once, but those people were soaking it up. You have to look at the fruit that did was it confirmed with people coming forth to respond to that altar call. That's what he's looking for. And sometimes when I first started to hear him preach, you know, when you're spirit filled you think oh boy you got it all together everything's cool with you Billy Graham he Baptist he don't pray into but God honors truth he honors the truth that you preach I know we should preach the full gospel and I know we should you know I'm not compromising on that but in, in the realm where he grew up and all of that that was The truth was not made available to them. But he preached the truth that he had. And people responded to what he preached. You know in great numbers. But I know I was sitting. Listen I said man. That sounds dry. Here he goes with another scripture. Just reading it. And you know listening and waiting. He wasn't waiting for a response. He was waiting for the next thing God was going to give him to say. And so he would recite all those scriptures you know you know this way may be your last time and it was true for many people last time they would have to say yes to the lord and he knew that you know then he would just preach his heart out and pretty soon half the stadium was down there in front of that altar praying and receiving Christ you'd see them weep at the altar now there wasn't a lot of weeping in the seats I don't think but man when they got down there did the Holy Spirit show up and work on those people to get their hearts converted so that they could turn their lives from darkness to light that's what the whole thing was about and so we can't always judge by you know what people you know how they respond are they excited about it they're not excited about it all that kind of stuff the truth just has to be preached period folks the, the, the minister has to be confident in that message of truth so that people can hear it so that wrong hearing folks it's so important that we hear the right way you don't come to church for an emotional experience only even though it will affect your emotions first of all God will give you peace and he'll give you joy and he'll give you reason to rejoice and he'll embrace you and love you but he also wants to put truth in your inward parts so that when you have to confront that world out there from Monday through Friday you've got something in you to keep you steady with God so you don't go back the other way you know sometimes it's touch and go with some people but you have to realize that 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 hearing how you hear being careful especially in this this last uh, dispensation of God's grace that we were living under well you know in this this age that we're living in with the pressure of the enemy against truth and against God's word and against God's people we have to be even more vigilant to hear correctly so we'll finish this up next time amen father we thank you for your word and for understanding for the ability to understand and we are a chosen and select people because we're right dividers I thank you Lord that you called us to rightly divide the word of truth you've called us to be responsive to your gospel 
in such a great way in an encouraging way that only you can make the difference to us that we present a balanced truth and a, a truth that can translate into many many souls that will be one into your kingdom Father we know that we're on the verge of a great move of God because as the, the uh, as sin abounds grace abounds much more and so there's much more grace here to pull people into the kingdom to see them repent and to see them receive the Lord Jesus Christ and we thank you for that opportunity to be your instruments in this earth to see that happen in Jesus name amen praise God if anybody needs prayer come on up I'll pray for you